Good day, everyone. This is Matt with the Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in Him. I've got my cup of coffee, my taste of San Antonio coffee. I'm enjoying a cup. I hope you're enjoying a cup wherever we are, wherever you are listening from. And that's what we do here on this podcast. We drink a really good cup of coffee, and we celebrate the freedom that we already have in Jesus Christ. Coffee in Jesus, Jesus and coffee. If the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, I I had uh, originally had some other plans for the for the podcast, and because of just conversations, because of uh, some of the things that God has been doing in my own life, and just felt the prompting of the Spirit to to kind of feed off of what I talked about last week with the emotional up and down, because that's what I'm dealing with, what so many people are dealing with, what so much of life is dealing to us th- these days. And so, and I've always shared on this podcast that, w- that when I when I, when I talk, when I share, it's it's th- th- this is personal for me. This is not just concepts or biblical ideas or principles or whatever. This has become my my experiential reality of Christ as my life, Christ as my source, Christ as my freedom. And so when I share this, this is not just some far off, distant. Oh uh, well, I think that's true. No, I've I've lived it, and I've lived it. Uh, in a way where where now I can testify to to the fact factual reality that Christ is my life, Christ is your life, Christ is my freedom, Christ is your freedom and and that 's how we grow we grow in knowing not that we are lacking something that we 're missing something, but we're, we grow in all that we have, the riches of Christ in us. That's how we grow. And so I, ta- I called this today the, the tension of emotional growth because that's a word that's been coming out a lot lately as I've been having these conversations. I talked about last week the tension or well, really the difference between soul and spirit. So I would encourage you to go back and listen to that if you, if you haven't. I don't want to rehash all of that. But that's that's what I've been dealing with and so many individuals that I've been, I've been trying to counsel and coach through and just have conversations with is this, this tension like this ongoing tension of the reality of emotional ups and downs, the reality of circumstantial ups and downs, the reality of thoughts being all over the place, all of that, the world coming at us, we're dealing with the world, dealing with life, and the, the, also the reality of the truth that Christ is in us, that Christ is in me. In other words, I can be feeling something and thinking something. Circumstantially, things may not look like what the truth of who I am in Christ, but I can still say the truth. I can still believe and choose truth in the midst of whatever circumstantial, whatever emotional roller coaster, whatever life may be dealing me. I can still live from this place, this place of oneness, this place of rest, this place. And so I, I think this is how emotional growth happens. The spiritual growth is is hugely a part of this. Uh, it's seeing that. It's seeing the difference. It's 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 having a you know new eyes to see what's happening. In other words, I may be feeling this and it's okay to feel it's actually okay to feel it. Like like I, I would say your feelings are not wrong. Your feelings are not wrong. They just may not be telling you the truth. Your feelings are not wrong. Feel what you feel, but they may not be telling you the truth. What is the truth in the midst of this? And I'm going to probably do one more episode on this because I think this is so important. I did do an emotional or a a series on emotions a while back, so if you want to catch that too. But this is so important because, because you are not how you feel, and you are not even how you think, and you actually are not even sometimes how you behave. And here's another one. You are not even how well you manage and handle all the difficulties in your life. Well, I didn't handle that one very good. I didn't. 
right? Because most of the time we're res- we're reacting, not responders. God designed us to be responders. He initiates, we respond. He invites, we can choose to respond. Right? That's how it is. He he his work is the invitation. Our work is faith, not work, but our decision is faith. Okay? Our choice is faith, our choice is trust, our choice is dependence. He does the cause and effect of all of it. We're simply invited to choose to trust. And so, but oftentimes, right, we're living, I use that example of the hurricane, we're living in the storm and we're trying to manage all of that. We're trying to get our emotions here, our thoughts here, our life here. We're trying to fix it all, manage it all. And yet, and yet God's simply saying, will you trust me? Will you trust me? And here's the thing, the ba- there is a battle going on. Okay, but the battle is not in the spirit. You're not two, there's not two different versions of yourself. There's not two yous. Your spirit with the Holy Spirit is one. The real battle is in the storm, is in the soul. That's where the enemy, the world, the flesh, all the temptations, trying to manage life, trying to manage your emotions, trying to manage all of it, is where you're trying to you're being lured away from living from the spirit. Here's, here's and, and this is where I want to kind of start this off and unpack this. This is spiritual growth. Number one, knowing who you are, knowing what you have, knowing the, your union with Christ. And out of that, whatever's happening emotionally in your thought life, in, your, in the circumstantial life, spiritual growth is ultimately knowing who you are and living from what you already have in Christ. Knowing who you are in Christ, knowing union with Christ, knowing Him as your source, and living from that in the midst of Emotions all over the place, thoughts all over the place, circumstances may not be what you want. That's spiritual growth. It's not trying to get something or know something or learn something outside of you. You got it in you. It's what's in you that is is designed to bleed out into your soul. In other words, I can in the midst of whatever may be happening, I can still choose joy, choose hope, choose Christ because he's in me. I was reading recently. There was there's this story that was that came out during the uh, during the Second World War of this uh, prisoner prisoner camp, this war camp, and the war was over, and in the blink of an eye, the things changed. So th- these these Americans um, had come, and now what was happening was is the um, the American military men had helped uh, set these prisoners free in, in this in this uh, German German war camp. And so in the blink of an eye, all of a sudden, the, the, the camp's prisoners became free, and the German sh- soldiers, who were formerly free, now were behind prison, were, were prisoners. So things switched, right? And here's what, here's what was so unique about this, this story, was neither group knew, knew how to act. The ones who had been prisoners for so long and were now free didn't know what to do. And now the ones who were the who were free and now were in prison didn't know what to do. But what's more interesting to me there is that the the individuals, the, the men who were behind the prison walls for so long, they were told they were free. You are free. And they just stood there. They just stood there. They didn't know what to do. Wow. How relevant is that in so many ways to my own life of of being free? Christ had set me free at seven years old, but not knowing it 
living in my soul so much, not really knowing union. I didn't haven't really didn't really know union until the, probably the last six to seven years of my life, through some really tough times. But I was free, but I didn't know what to do with it. I have guys tell me that all the time. It's like I tell, I'm telling them they're free. I'm talking through Scripture with them and telling them that you, if you've got Jesus, you're free. If you've got the Holy Spirit, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. But they're kind of scared of it because they don't know what to do with it. In some ways, addiction has become their security. Addiction has be, The flesh has become their life. It's what they know. That's why addiction is so hard to give up because it's, it's what you know. It's what is familiar, even though you may not like it. It's familiar. It's the security blanket. It's it's what we know, and so so they didn't know how to act, and I think that's that was representative of me. I didn't know what my emotions were telling me all this, and my thoughts were telling me all this, and yet here I was. I was a free man, set free by the blood of Jesus, and didn't know what to do with that freedom. I'm convinced most Christians don't because they. They don't really understand their freedom. They don't. They they think freedom means I'm just going to go out and sin a whole bunch. I'm just going to set world records for sin. No, when you actually know you're free, it's like <laughs> you're compelled by that freedom in Christ because of what He's done for you. It changes everything, and you actually realize you don't want to sin. You don't want to go after. You don't want to be a reactor. You want to be a responder to God's love. And so that's what I was doing. I was still managing the storm. I was trying to manage it all. I became a professional sin manager, professional. And I didn't. I wasn't in tune with my emotions. I knew I had them, but I didn't know how to deal with them. So the tension of growth is the tension of emotional growth, spiritual growth, is world coming at me, Christ in me. The flesh coming at me, Christ is working in and through me. The temptations may be coming at me, the power of sin, all those things served up on a potpourri, Christ in me is greater than any of that. The lying beliefs of the enemy coming at me, the truth of Christ, the spirit of Christ living in me, always reminding me of truth. That's the tension, and that tension isn't going to go away, but now I see it differently. I used to be like, oh man, why don't these temptations just go away? God, I'll just take away these temptations. This side of heaven, this side of heaven, those aren't going away. But we can see him in a different way. We can see this emotional roller coaster, the thoughts, the our opponents, if you will. Those are just our opponents, our greater reality. Your greater reality, brother and sister in Christ, is not those opponents. You're not the flesh. You're not the power of sin. You're not the lying beliefs. You're not your emotions. You're Christ in you. That's the hope of glory. And what happens is we come to know this union. We come to know Christ in us. But here's the reality. We still have some of these old ways of dealing with life. We still sometimes go to the world. We're sometimes wooed by the temptation. We're sometimes wooed by the flesh. We're sometimes wooed by the power of sin. We're sometimes wooed by those old mindsets and behaviors. We're sometimes drawn away and distracted by those. And we sometimes choose to get life from them instead of life from Christ in us. There's no doubt we choose that sometimes. I still do. But I see the tension now more than ever. And I also see the reality of Christ in me more than ever. And that's that's why I share this on the podcast. Because you can be in the midst of all kinds of emotional turmoil today. 
all kinds of circumstantial turmoil. Maybe the struggle with an addiction is still there, but God is wooing you in your soul. Your spirit's good to go. Please know that today. Your spirit's good to go. The enemy can't touch that. But where he tries to deceive you is in the soul, in your mind, which is part of your soul. Okay, it's your mind, will, and emotions. The enemy is trying to woo you in that area, and God's simply from the spirit in you saying, okay, I'm bringing you back. You're still here. I'm still here. I'm, 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 he's trying to get our attention to live from spirit. That's spiritual growth. Have you ever heard that before, told of spiritual growth? I know what you've been told. You've been told spiritual growth is how many times you've been to church this week or how many times you've shared the gospel or how many Bible verses you've read or how many quiet times you've had or how many, how many, how many of whatever, 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 fill in the blank. That's how what you've been told is spiritual growth. What if spiritual growth is simply this, knowing who you are in Christ, knowing what he fully accomplished for you, and learning to live from Christ as your source. What if that was spiritual growth? I, I'm convinced more and more that it is. In the midst of, here's, here's the other part of that growth, in the midst of the tension of the emotional up and down, uh, the thoughts that come in and out that you don't like, okay? Um, the circumstances that we obviously don't like sometimes. And yet God's using all of that. He's using all of that to do what? To woo us back, to live from him as our life. It's the only way we're going to learn. I, I know what you're saying. You're probably, oh, man, I wish there was another way. I do too sometimes. Even Jesus wished there was another way, right? In the Garden of Gethsemane, before he goes to the cross, is there any other way, Lord? There was some emotional turmoil there. Can you, can you hear the turmoil in his voice? I sure can. Lord, if there's any other way. Talk about emotional turmoil. So he doesn't, Jesus doesn't deny it. He doesn't say, ah, that's, I'm not going to. No, he says, Lord, Father, this is, Father, this is what I'm dealing with. But I trust you, Lord. Your will for my life is the best. So this process of, of God wooing us back, it's, it happens in the soul. It's, remember, the eye of the hurricane is good. There's nothing going on there. It's, it's in the storm. It's in the soul. It's, and, and here it is, it's us responding to his love. He's wooing us back, and we simply get to, okay, well, I used to be wooed by that. I used to be wooed by trying to make, you know, be, being real greedy and trying to go after all this, but now God's wooing me and, and back. I used to be, you know, this, this, this allure of pornography used to be really powerful in my life, but now Christ in me is so much more alluring. I used to be allured in this area of my life. I used to have to go out and try to be, be performance-driven and try to get other people's approval and try to get you know everybody, everybody to like me and all this kind of stuff, but now God's wooing me back. He's wooing me back to know that He fully likes me and fully accepts me. That's how it is, and we respond or we don't because that tension's not going away, but we can learn to live. That's how we learn to grow in our faith. It's, it's ultimately learning how to trust God because this didn't come through for me, but now, Christ, you're still in me. This pornography promised a whole lot, delivered very little, but that's not who I am. That's not really what I want. We are called to be responders to him. We respond by choosing. That, those opponents coming at me, I still can make a choice. I still I thought when I was addicted with pornography I had no other choice. When you when you when you get to that point and you think you have no other choice and your only choice is either to give in or I've got to spend the rest of my life trying to not give in. If those are your only two choices, there's got to be another way. And the other way is Christ in you. 
The Spirit of God joined to your spirit. That's that's the other choice. But here's the reality, and this is for those of you, and, and I, I was and can still be susceptible to this, uh, depress, de, you know, de, depression, de, depressive thoughts. You know what it's like if you go down that path. Something happens in life, something hits. I don't know, the car breaks down or an unexpected bill comes in or something happens with the family or the spouse or the kids or something. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I want to be, I want to be tempted to go back down into that depressive state. First of all, just again, I've done, I've done a series on depression. I'm not going to go down that road today. Depression is not a sin. Feeling what you're feeling is not a sin. What you do with it can be. In other words, if I react and I choose to go out and and react out of my emotions and do something that's going against God and ungodly action, well, of course that's a sin. I'm not trusting anything that's not of faith is is a sin, scripture tells us. But but so but but the thing is is that if you if you're familiar with those depressive type thoughts and stuff, you know what I'm talking about here. You know what it's like to live in that emotional stuff. And just like that be your world. But here's the thing, God's using all of that. God's using the outer part of the hurricane, the storm, to invite us to woo us back in truth, in love and grace. And we can go back into that to that place where all is calm. We can go back into that eye, the eye of the hurricane where all is well. And we can say, thank you, Jesus, because all is good here. This inner place is where I'm at rest in you. I'm joined to your spirit. All is good. God's gonna. God takes. He can use the world, the power of sin, the flesh, the lying beliefs, all of that, because that's we're still what we're living. We're living in the world, but not of the world. He can use all of that to woo us back, to invite us back. But here's the thing: if we don't know that tension, we're not likely to have this growth. We we're gonna live out of those things, and that's where most people are. That's where I was, and I can still get drawn back into that. If I don't know that tension, if I don't know that my circumstances don't define me, my successes and failures don't define me, if I, if I don't know that my emotions are not the truest reality of me, if I don't know that my behavior is not the truest reality of me, if I don't know that, then what, what's going to happen is we're going to be living out of that. And then what grows, what actually grows is our questioning of God. Well, God, where are you in this? I've been addicted with this addiction for so long for 30 years, Lord, and and where are you, Lord? Where are you, Lord? Because we're we're not able to see beyond the human condition. There's more to see. And it's not what we can see with our eyes. It's the eternal reality of Christ in us. God wants to use all of that human stuff to bring us into the divine, to bring us into the spiritual. Because he's got a divine purpose for it. God's grace is that divine purpose. That's what teaches us to say no to the power of sin, to the flesh. It's him. It's his life in us. And we we simply say, well, how can there be any purpose in this? I can't pay my bills, Lord. I can't do I can't I can't say no to this addiction. How can there be any purpose in that? I'm just I'm just being crushed here. I'm just being overwhelmed. That's a word I've been hearing a lot lately from people. I'm overwhelmed, Lord. How can there be any purpose in this? So we get into the self. This is what I used to do. The self-me syndrome. The self-pity syndrome. Oh, boy. Woe is me. Woe is me. And God, you're sure not helping very much. 
And that's that's where the circumstantial stuff and emotional stuff hits us first, right? It's like, woe is me. <laughs> that's where it hits us first, doesn't it? It's like it's the it's the external. It's the external reality that comes at us. Oh boy, I can't pay that bill. I can't stop this addiction. I can't I can't get my kid, my rebellious kid to start behaving. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Strikes us in the circumstances. It strikes us in our emotions, and then the emotions come in. Okay, you see where I'm going with this? Like this is how we're right. And then and then we go we go into our feelings. We start living out of our feelings. But what if you were able to see that this is actually God's way of using all of this stuff to invite us to live from him, from the internal. He's using the externals to invite us to live from the internal. Because here's the reality. Here's the rea- when, when my feelings were the deepest thing I knew about myself, when my feelings and my thoughts and my just and my behaviors, when those th- and circumstances, when those three or four things were the deepest thing that I knew, I, when when that's it, that's that's all I think there is. When I think my only two choices are either I'm going to either give in to pornography or I'm going to have to spend the rest of my life trying to say no to it, when that's my deepest reality, of course I'm just going to try to be managing it. But when I know there's a deeper reality of Christ in me, I'm already set free. My new identity is in Him. Oh boy, that's freedom. That's a different way to live. So, so when, But when those other things were the deepest part of me, I was in constant turmoil. I was always overwhelmed. I was always living. And I would tell people I'm overwhelmed. And it's okay to say that, by the way. I'm not shaming anybody here. It's okay to say that you're overwhelmed. But also at the same time, remind us of truth. Remind yourself of truth. Like, I'm overwhelmed right now, but Christ is in me. It's okay to say that. I'm right now emotionally spent, but Christ is my life. Right now, the addiction seems to be pretty heavy, but Christ is my source. In other words, in other words, as I began to learn there's something deeper I'm, there's something deeper that's true of me, then I can still be in the midst of those difficult situations and still speak truth to myself because it's the Spirit of God speaking truth to me. In other words, I may not be feeling like a new creation, but the Spirit's saying I'm a new creation. Both things can be happening at the same time, and guess what? We don't we don't see that. That's the eternal reality. That's where that's where Scripture talks about f- fix your eyes on things above. It's not talking about heaven. It's talking about the eternal truths of who you are and who God is. It's like being in the middle of the hurricane. The difficult situations happen, but all's good because there's a place of calm. There's a place of rest. There's a place of safety and security because that's where you and Christ are joined as one. But when I didn't know that, I was continuously trying to fix the hurricane, trying to stop the hurricane. I don't know about you, but I, that seems like a pretty daunting task. But yet I, I, I set out to do it pretty much every time a circumstantial hurricane came into my life, an emotional hurricane came into my life. The overwhelm became so overwhelming, I didn't know there was another way to live. There's a quiet place. There's a place of rest. There's a place of oneness where you join to his spirit in union. You're not the spirit of God. Capital S spirit joined to your little S spirit in union where all is good, where all is, you can just simply, maybe maybe today you just need to take a, take a deep breath right now. Maybe you just need to take a deep breath. Things are spinning out of control. You feel like it's spinning out of control, and yet 
in the eye of the in the eye of the storm, in the eye of the hurricane. Ah, <sighs> uh, yeah, that's where truth is. That's that's the real me. That's the real you. That's that's where all is well. That's where it's good. And God's going to continue to use these outer things. He doesn't. I don't believe He causes them, but He wants to use them. God's not the author of evil. God's not the author of sickness and, and death. But he will use any of those things to draw us back, to draw us back to living from the spirit which is in us. So now I once was allured by the flesh and the sins of the flesh, but now I'm allured and captured because I've tasted, I've tasted the spirit of God and it's good. It's good. I once was living out of the lies of the enemy. Sometimes I sure can still be led that way, but boy, the truth now, the voice of truth of Christ in me is so much louder. But here's the reality. Until someone until someone knows who they are in Christ, and that until they know union, the soul is still going to be the predominant thing in their life. Now, should we care for it? Should we... Absolutely. I'm going to probably do a series on soul care because I'm very much highly into soul care. But soul care is ultimately choosing to live from the Spirit. That's what it is. But when that's the deepest thing someone knows and they don't know their identity and they don't know union and they don't know Christ as their source, then it still remains trying to get life from all those outer things. I'm still trying to get my acceptance from the world and other people. I'm still trying to get my approval from other people. I'm still trying to get my worth and value from everything externally. When that's still when that's still the deepest reality for you, of course you're going to be going to those things because that's all you know. But once the internal, eternal realities become more and more prevalent in your life as God continues to woo you back, you're not turned outward anymore to look for those things. You're turned inward because you've already got it. You've already got acceptance. You've already got approval. You've already got worth. You've already got freedom. You've already got value and unconditional love. You've already got all of that. And you want to know one of the greatest ways that God set me free from pornography is the realization that I thought this pornography was going to be the way that that was going to meet those needs of worth and value and acceptance. When I realized that I already had all of that, God was wooing me back in that. He was meeting my needs for worth, value, and acceptance. I never thought he was meeting the need. And when I tasted that and when I, when that became my greater reality, that allure for that other stuff just fell by the wayside. doesn't mean that it still ever, it ever goes away. The flesh doesn't ever go away this side of heaven. But now I can see it for what it is. And I can see something else even greater, which is Christ in me. So I want to end with this. This is, this is the tension that we live in. All those opponents coming at us, but Christ in us. But here it is. Here's, here's this emotional growth, the spiritual growth. It's the Godhead, Father, Son, Spirit, all joined to your spirit, wooing you back, inviting you back to live from Christ as your life to live from the fascination and the allure of all those external things. I was once allured and, 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 and just bought into all those things of the flesh, all those things of the powers. That was what I thought life was. That's what I thought fulfillment was. That's what I thought my identity was in. 
But the Spirit says, no, come on, come on. Here, here I am. Here I am. We once were looking to the outward for our acceptance and our approval and our whatever, our value. And now we're looking to Christ to meet those needs because he already has. I can give up the search of trying to get those needs met in any other place because he has supplied all of my needs. And he has met all of them through Christ Jesus. Amen? And our choice is to to allow him to do this, (laughs) to allow him to woo us back. Where Christ becomes our life, where Christ becomes totally sufficient in that area. When I was going to pornography to to get my value, Christ wasn't sufficient to me in that area. And now he is. Now I get my value in him. And this does not mean that I don't still struggle with stuff, guys. I've got other areas of the flesh in my life that I still go back to. This is this does not mean that the struggle goes away, but there is a there's a new way to see it now. You see the tension? Christ is now meeting my needs moment by moment. He's meeting your needs moment by moment. Do you do we believe that though? Do you believe that? I want to leave you with that question. Take that to the Lord today. Maybe it's you know, he's never going to shame you or condemn you, but you know, Lord Lord Man, I, I just I, I've gone to these other things for to get these meads. Now I've, I've lived out of my emotions. I've lived out of these thoughts. And Spirit of God in me, just testify to my spirit what's true of me right now in this moment. That you are totally sufficient. You are more than enough for this addiction, for this circumstance, for this emotional, for this overwhelm. You're more than enough for the overwhelm of life, because you, Jesus, are my peace. You are my hope. You are my victory. You are my freedom. All of those things are a person. They're the person of Jesus Christ. Maybe you've got some unforgiveness or bitterness towards someone. And God's wooing you back and saying, well, you, need, you, you need to forgive that person. This is eating you up. Maybe you've been struggling with with um, covetousness or greed or or perfectionism or fill in the blank with the fleshly behavior. That's not you. But fill in the blank. What What is that for you? And God's simply inviting you, okay, here it is. There, that's the lie. That's the lie that this is what you really want. The lie is that that temptation, that allure is who you really are. It's not who you are. Because now you know that Christ is your life. Do you see? <laughs> you see what this is? Do you see this tension? All of this soul activity, all of this is meant to draw us into the deeper reality, the inner reality of Christ in us. That's growth. And we can have a growth mindset. The growth mindset doesn't have to be external. I'm not saying that we're not going to have external things that we're going to be looking to. Like right now, I'm looking to lose weight. I'm looking to have go- have goals. That's not what I'm saying. But it all comes from the inner flow. The outer external goals come from the inner. Christ is my life, so I want to lose a few. I'm going to lose some pounds. Christ is my life, so I'm going to be starting some new ministry. Christ is my life, so see the difference. Versus, well, I got to go out and get these, do these things, and get these things because uh, I really don't feel very valuable about myself, and I really don't feel this and this because I'm living out of whatever. Right? There's a difference. We can now be preoccupied with Christ as our life. And the options that the world provide, the options that the flesh provide, just don't seem to 
do it anymore. They just don't. We let go. We let the Spirit woo us. We let the Spirit speak to our spirit. We let the Spirit love us in the moment. That's growth. That's freedom. It's amazing. (laughs) And that's my encouragement for you today. Please reach out to us. We'd love to hear any feedback that you have. Got a couple of resources that we, and we're going to be adding something to one of the resources here coming soon, so stay tuned. But we've got our free Indeed uh, devotional. It's a 31-day devotional, all really about the freedom that you already have in Jesus Christ each day. Got about a five to 10-minute little uh, devotional to read, some questions to go through. Uh, Thank you for all those of you who have already picked up a copy of that. It'll be available in the description. Also, our first book, The Love of the Father, Enjoying Jesus Every Day. I talk a lot about what I talked about in in my podcast and that book. It's really a love letter to God and his love letter to me, but how how God loves us and how we can enjoy our our walk with the Lord. Uh, So pick up those if you'd like to. We've got some exciting things coming up, so stay tuned. Uh, And thank you so much again for joining us today on the podcast. As we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.